Welcome to You Hate Movies, the podcast in which casual moviegoers, film lovers, and cinephiles argue about movies. Well, Marvel Studios returns to the big screen with Black Widow, but can Natasha's spy thriller rekindle Marvel's old magic, or has the MCU overstayed its welcome? Man, a lot has happened since we last appeared in your appeared since we last materialized in your ears became audible i'm uh, searching for the right word a lot's happened since the last time you heard from you hate movies i can't possibly bore you with all the details they're too numerous too complicated complex and harrowing this is really dramatic stuff going on you hate movies and i don't mean to make anyone feel left out or excluded um but to be perfectly honest with you guys, we've been talking about everything in detail over on Patreon where <laughs> for a nominal fee, the price of like a cup of coffee a month, you can get these extra episodes that we do every single month. And man, it's really got the whole thing. There's lots of drama with Tyler. Uh, to know more about that, you have to you know uh, become a Patreon supporter. And don't get me started. And I can't. I, I can't get into it. Right. right now, it's too painful. You're legally binded not to get into it. And right, so Part, as per the terms of our um, out-of-court settlement, <laughs> I can't get into what's going on with Tyler right now. Uh, nonetheless, we have come back to comment on an important cultural touchstone, which is another movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So Patrick's here, and he saw Black Widow. Yeah, I saw it, finally. And Michael Dumont is back on the show. Hey, and he just saw Black Widow. Just, I just walked in the door. So you watch, you watched it. You drove from the movies here directly here to You Hate Movie Studios and picked up a microphone. That's I. I did get some water first. You got some water. Mm-hmm. You picked up a microphone. That's, I wash. I wash my hands. That's the kind of inside baseball we usually only share on Patreon. <laughs> so just, just a just taste a, of what you're just missing. Just a little taste of what you're missing. Um, and I, <laughs> I'm Josh. I saw Black Widow. As well. Uh, you know, on You Hate Movies, we watch the Marvel movies. In fact, our n- arch nemesis, our long-term detractor, detractor uh, and first true internet hater is someone who goes by the name of P- Pistol Chris. We're bringing him up again? Yeah, I <laughs> can never remember if... Because we keep comically, I think, <laughs> saying his name forward and back, like yeah. Crystal Piss and Pistol Chris, and I, I've lost sight of what it actually is. I'm pretty sure it must be Pistol Chris and not Crystal Piss. They both work pretty good, though. They yeah. do, but I feel like the other one would be a little more self-effacing. <laughs> yeah. And this guy didn't sound like a self-effacing person to me. Uh sounded more like he likes to do that to other people. And he says about You Hate Movies, he says, <laughs> he said, oh, these guys are, they suck. They don't even watch real movies. And it's basically compared us to, you know, he said we were too mainstream. We only watch Marvel movies. They, we don't know anything about real cinema. I think he said something to the effect of we don't watch foreign, we don't watch enough foreign movies or something like that. Yeah. Uh, which isn't true. Which isn't true, Crystal Piss. Yeah, that really hurts. No, it really I, hurt us. And jump right into the Black Widow spoilers. There are parts of this movie that take place in, yeah, exactly. in countries all over the world. Exactly. Go for it, soil, man. We just saw a movie that is so rich 
with worldwide Pe- people speak in different languages the the subtitles were so thick this is a subtitled film um so we do a lot more than just marvel movies we watch exotic semi-foreign marvel movies sure made that are entirely american production shot in georgia <laughs> the state of georgia <laughs> uh, some of those shots had to be somewhere else right yeah i watched all the credits and they were like oh you know this unit was in this country in this unit but you better believe at the end of every movie you're going to see that georgia peach roll up they got to go mm. to prague to get like a out shot of a apartment some of these uh city skylines you can only get in eastern europe or something like that yeah so see crystal pistol chris we know a lot of stuff and we watch the marvel movies and I think it's important at this point, not in this episode, but it's important at this point that we rewrite our rankings of all the Marvel movies. Because um, hmm. I'm sure we're about to get into this, but times have changed. Times have really changed in the Oof. Marvel world. So without further ado, before we get into all the specifics and nitty gritty of Black Widow, Patrick, what is your tweetable review and rotten or fresh rating? Because we're so original that we borrow the concept of tweets. And then Rotten Tomatoes matrix of rotten or fresh. Mm-hmm. That's true. I need a percentage. <laughs> I say Well the percentage will base, be based on the three of us. Yeah. We'll we'll average it out. All right. Um my percentage is gonna be fresh. That's not our percentage. Uh well that's how I that's my life. <laughs> <laughs> that's your truth. My life is fresh. Um I say it's a, a pretty cool movie starring a black widow character (laughs) man do you want to more more true to us how many kicks would you give it out of five i i would say three Hmm. three out of five and honestly i think that's that's a little generous but uh i thought the act had some really cool action pieces in it um but this felt like you know, this is the first movie in Marvel in the the fourth. What what do they call them? These things, the fourth phase phase, phase. of this stuff. Um, but this one might have been better as like a show or something because it just felt a little like, well, why why are we doing this? As I was watching it, even enjoying it, I kind of just felt like, oh, mm. do, do we need to know where she got the vest that I didn't even realize she was wearing? <laughs> and you know. The other Infinity War movie. Yeah, anyway. one of those. They really thought that audience were going to be like, oh, shoot, it's the best. Yeah. She's picking up some blonde hair dye because at another point, I mean, she has blonde hair. That's great. Yeah, wow. they even teased that blonde hair dye. I think in, in cinephile circles, they call that foreshadowing. I was like, oh, the hair dye. Yeah. If so, it was a Star Wars movie, people would have clapped when they saw the hair dye. Feet. <laughs> I know that reference. Clap, 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 Disgusting. clap. Disgusting. It feels like these movies. Oh, sorry. Michael. You Michael. Tell yours. What was your short review of Black Widow and then your your mm. kicks? Well, to compare it to tomatoes being fresh versus rotten, imagine you've only eaten like super processed Heinz ketchup for over a year. And then suddenly someone presents you with a decent fresh tomato and you eat it and it's just, wow, this is such a good tomato. It kind of colors your perception of it. And so since this is my second time back in the movies in the space of about a year and a half, uh, I loved it. I had a great time. What was the first movie you saw back in the uh, I saw A Quiet Place 2 oh, nice. a couple weeks ago, and yeah. that was great. But that this is the first uh, spectacle movie that I have been yeah. back to see, and uh, I I just felt I just felt so grateful to be there experiencing uh, 
some big screen action. And uh, yeah, I, I think I would give it, if I'm trying to be objective, a solid three out of five. Um, I could be persuaded to go higher, but yeah, I think if, like Patrick was saying, if it had come out at a different time earlier in the, in the chronological, in the correct place in the chron- chronological order, I think I would have enjoyed it more. Yeah, I don't disagree with you guys. Overall, I was definitely entertained. Uh, it's fun to see these characters that you like, even if this movie really only had, uh, you know, Natasha and Colonel General Ross. What yep, is he? He was there for a second. You know, so it gives you that little dose of like, oh, man, we're watching a Marvel movie. That's kind of fun. Hey, we saw a picture of Hawkeye. You saw there is a picture of Hawkeye in the stinger. Yep. <laughs> yeah, sure is. Credit stinger. So that's pretty cool. Uh, and like Patrick said, a few of the action set pieces were really fun and I thought well executed. Uh, some of them decidedly less so. This movie seemed to suffer from a very weird, jarring sense of in- visual inconsistency. There would be scenes where the big spectacle stuff, car chases and sky fights and, you know, sci-fi weapons and stuff. We're like, well, this is cool. It's awesome to see a movie with lots of money that can make these things look convincing. And then suddenly it would look really bad all for a moment. Uh, It was almost like they would step onto certain sets and it would look like the Marvel TV show for a second uh, in a way that was like, oh, that's weird. Uh, Not to the degree that it, sincerely you know drove me insane but i noticed it so the the strings were showing so to speak in a few of the things the bigger the bigger deal to me was twofold and maybe this can be the springboard in the next part of the conversation all right one um like patrick said this is like it feels like they waited too long to give black widow her solo movie it was this has been a conversation for a million years where they're like yeah yeah we totally would we totally would but Privately, they were probably thinking, one, money, will it make money? And then two, I would like to think that on a creative level, they were probably asking legitimate questions about like, well, what would she do in her own solo movie? How would that work? She, of all the characters, has existed in the ensemble, uh, maybe more so than any of the characters. She just always existed as part of the ensemble in the movies. Yeah. She did get that uh, SNL sketch, though. She did, yeah. She did. Which is one of the only, you know, that's like uh, in an SNL, given as given SNL episode, you get the one funny sketch and the rest, which just are truly baffling. Yeah. And that was one, that was pretty funny. Yeah. Maybe, maybe if only in retrospect. Uh, so they waited so long, and then by the time they finally wrote this movie and put it out, it's a segue movie. It takes place between um, Civil War they and War. Infinity War. And it it's too late to do anything about this because those movies already exist. But it compacts. It has the struggle of trying to do something significant, but not so significant that you won't ask yourself, well, what the heck? Why did this not have any bearing on anything that came after it? And it got itself into a pickle. Because she has some pretty significant things that happened to her character arc in the story about her family. You find out more than you've ever known about like where she came from and how she was raised and the you know, the weird uh, secret Russian uh, sleeper cell thing that she was part of. 
she reconnects with his sister and they like have like a really sincere moment. And then in the movies that follow it, we never hear about any of this ever again because those movies already exist. But it made it to where the stakes had to be kind of low. You know that nothing's going to happen to her. So that's already out the window. Right. And yet the movie still insisted on scenes where the tension depended on her being in peril. Right. And they kept trying to raise the stakes where a giant thing's falling out of the sky. And it was like... Yeah, just like, yeah, we've seen this before. A a sky base has to blow up and fall down. Right. But when you haven't seen a sky base blow up and fall (laughs) down in the space of over a year... It's really thrilling. No, I, I get that. I get that. And this is like the uh, the first Marvel movie in a long, long time. So people, like, I was excited for it for just that. But this woman is a superhero in this movie. She survived so many crazy things that would instantly she, kill her yeah. later in movies. It seems like, you know, what do I know? Obviously, they must have had a million different conversations about where to take this. It seems like... The better idea, have now that we know that the character's dead in the current timeline, um, would have been like, okay, well, the only thing we can do is go back in time. Uh, we should go back to before she was even present in the, you know, the Avengers universe as we know it and have her do some kind of like, you know, sp- spy thing going on as a young woman. Yeah, but they're too chicken for that. It's got to tie into something. Mm. It's got to be a part of something. Or, I mean, it's, it's already got no Avengers in it. So. I know, right? Well, she's an Avenger. They I know. And a picture like no of other. Jeremy Renner. And a photograph that he was paid for, I'm sure. Uh, but Unless I, contractually, they say. That counts as right. one of his cameos. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that, that presents an opportunity, or would have presented an opportunity for an actually significant character arc that would have been emotionally engaging. And... There wasn't a huge character arc going on in this movie. She for her concludes the movie the way she began it. Right. Nothing really changes in Natasha's world. And then the the thing that they tried to do was like at the end <laughs> she's shaking hands with her fake family and goes, "Okay, now I think I've decided I will go help the Avengers." And that's supposed to be like, oh, wow, that's amazing because she was, you know, kind of estranged from them during the Civil War. We're like, but we already knew that that yeah. happened. Yeah. It, yeah. She had a stronger arc, for example, in Civil War when yeah. she, she begins choose, yeah. on, you know, the side of kind of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the U.S. government and Tony and then has like a deep personal conflict during her fight with Hawkeye at the airport place mm-hmm. thing where she eventually decides to let them go to be responsible for letting them get out of there and putting herself at risk. You're like, wow, she like totally changed because she saw what was happening and she, she started in one place, (laughs) ended in a different place. And then she had to go off and start do this movie. There's only one way to get the vest. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly. Go on an adventure to find your vest. And not that the, I mean like let's being realistic about these kinds of movies. They don't, need to have extreme emotional resonance it's fine to just be an awesome action movie but the movie didn't really treat itself like it was just an awesome action movie it treated itself like it wanted to have your emotional investment and it wanted you to worry about natasha when harvey weinstein you know like had her trapped in the uh cloud city from empire strikes back Mm. but you're going you couldn't kill her <laughs> he smelled so good. He yeah. smelled so good. She just couldn't. She was helpless against it. Hey, here's something though. 
tell me that you didn't think to yourself that that opening credit sequence was stolen from Godzilla. Yeah, it was very Godzilla. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That was the exact opening yeah. credit sequence from Godzilla. Somebody was watching Godzilla and was like, oh, crap. Call Greg, tell him to switch it to this one instantly. Oh, That's Greg. exactly. I came home and I told uh, Abby, I was like, it was it was so similar that it was almost like an executive was just watching, like had TV on. It's like my kid was watching that Godzilla movie. Have you seen those opening credits? Get Greg on the phone. See if mm-hmm. he can actually make yeah. those opening credits. He did it, though. I got so really th- mad when I heard that awful cover, too. <laughs> that Nirvana so song. Why? Ugh. Why was that what they put there? I don't understand how that's... And it was played up like it was supposed to really tug at your heartstrings or something to see uh, these poor girls being indoctrinated to... Smells like teen spirit, operatic style. I mean, they're teens. What do teens love? Nirvana. Nirvana, yeah. I mean, teens everywhere. A cool version of Nirvana, man. But see, they, they, herein lies the thing. The, hint, the inferred uh, sequence of events from that opening credit sequence was infinitely more interesting than the conflict in this actual movie. The yeah. idea, that opening sequence of the family sleeper cell that has to, in the middle of the night, get up and leave uh, because he's, you know, whatever he did, burn a factory or some such thing. Right. Steal some floppy disks. He got the floppy disk. He got the floppy disk, so they're ready to leave and they have a shootout and stuff. And the way that it brought you into the suburban life of this family, but had enough, uh, it was brave enough to not give you an instant where the character turns around and says, okay, so remember how we're all really spies? Like it left you to kind of put it together slowly as they're, by the time they're flying away in an airplane, you're still not entirely sure what's going on. If you know anything about the character, you can probably deduce some of it. Because of the hair. Yep. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, that'll do it. (laughs) Uh, They get off a, a plane in Cuba or something. Yeah, yeah, because it's communist. Yeah, and they're talking to the Russian guys, and they're like, oh, okay, I get it now. And they're like, oh, my girls are tough, and they go back in the opening rip-off Godzilla credits start. And I was thinking, like, I already knew enough. I'd seen the trailer, so I knew the movie wasn't about that. And I was like, oh, that's a shame. Yeah. The flashbacks yeah. in the first Avengers movie, or maybe Ultron, that show yeah. her, like, Ultron, yeah. in the, what do they call it? It's not the upper room. <laughs> the, the red room. The red room. Uh I was like, that would be a show the the movie that uh, presents how she began to defect from the program. Yeah. And then like the big mission that puts her at odds with everything. Essentially, what we see in 30 seconds with her sister when she gets gassed by the magical antidote to Mm. mind control. You know? Yeah, yeah. She's evil. She's fighting. She gets gassed. Yeah, the red red juice. The red juice. It's like the Prometheus... Magical black goo. It is, except it's red. Key difference. It's, you know, these movies, this one and Captain Marvel are two female-led movies so far, right? In the whole cinematic universe. And they're, they seem like they're just so, so tied to the the main storyline, which all the movies have been at this point, right? Now, just, just recently... Or the ones that haven't come out yet, seen the one or straying off like Shang Chi's coming out, and that doesn't seem like it has anything to do with anything, but I'm sure it will tie in some way. It just seems like the ideas of her way back when seem so much more interesting, but I just don't think they would ever do that because they gotta like they're too scared to not have it tied into 
if we don't say Captain America enough, the audiences won't like it. You know, this uh, they did have lots of Captain America jokes. This, but yeah, this it it tied in in the sense that they were able to name drop other characters, but it had no bearing on any of the. Well, that's what none of this. It couldn't have had a bearing on the story because the stories have already happened. And, and the, all the movies have taught us that, like, when you watch it, it's going to go somewhere. That's what you're watching it for. Except this one. You know exactly what's going to happen. So, yeah. Don't worry about it. It's a shame they're doing that because I don't know. It's, I don't know how to say it. It's, it's a shame that they're taking their female led characters, which have a lot of potential, and shoving them in less good movies and not telling stories that aren't so beholden to the the existing arc. Yeah, it seemed like the plan for... I, I'm actually not sure entirely what happened with... I think Captain Marvel is in some kind of franchisal jeopardy at the moment, or some kind of evolution. Because the Captain Marvel movie came out and uh, made a big splash ideologically. It's like, oh, man, this is cool. It's the first movie that was like the Ant-Man thing. Remember, they talked behind the scenes forever about a Black Widow movie, never did it. The Ant-Man movie had the stinger where it implied that, oh, man, maybe they'll make a Wasp movie. But then immediately afterward, that actress was like, I don't want to be in a solo movie. I want right. to be in these Ant-Man movies. Um, so like, oh, okay, I guess that's not going to happen. And then Captain Marvel was like the big promise of like, oh, this is this big bad character. She's like the most par- powerful uh, character in the cinematic universe. And then that whole release got kind of tangled up in all the chaos of people fighting about the ideological stuff around it. Blah, 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 blah. Who cares? The movie itself was whatever. Um, also also had some bad Nirvana needle drops. Yeah, it did, didn't it? Yeah. They, that was the movie that was like, it wanted to pretend that it was set in the 90s, but it didn't really care about the 90s very much. Yeah. So every now and then they would just point to like a blockbuster video <laughs> <laughs> to yeah. remind you that they were in the 90s. Remember the, the 90s? Shirt I'm wearing. Started playing Elastica for no reason at one, during <laughs> one scene. Yep. Um, but the but the movie, regardless of how I, you know, I thought it was uh, not a good movie. I thought it was a bad one. So the opposite of that, uh, of a good one. But it did put a lot of like pegs down for more Marvel crap. They're like, oh, scrolls are in this and mm. space stuff is in this. She's going to come back to be in these last movies. Um, the scrolls now are established in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They're a huge thing in the comic books. Blah, blah, blah. You know a little bit more about where Nick Fury is or something? He was like on a on a spaceship at the end or something like that. Remember that? Wasn't there a stinger that was kind of connected to yeah, Captain Spider Man scrolls at the end of Spider Man. So there you go. There's the connection to that. Right. But then uh, the last I read there was like some stuff going on about like Brie Larson might be already be out of the picture and the next movies they're not even doing Captain Marvel two, they're doing the Marvels or something like that. Is that a thing? There's a Miss Marvel coming TV show. Yeah, I think that's a show, and I think they're doing a, a Marvels movie. Marvels. Mm-hmm. So Miss Mar, what's Miss Marvel? I don't even know. It's not. It's not the Brie it's Larson not character. Captain Marvel though. So who knows? Whatever. Uh, Miss Marvel's a teen, tween. I think you know it took a long time, know. and it was probably smart on Disney's uh, behalf in the sense that. I think that people, audiences, if I had to guess, I, I mean, I did. It seemed my audiences genuinely liked Natasha's character ever since Iron Man 2. She wasn't really a dispensable character. She was 
as soon as she showed up, it was cool. Her dynamic in the ensemble was always really welcome. Uh, yeah, and she she made uh, Winter Soldier really great. Her, she did. Yeah, she was like was really really good. The supporting lead in Winter Soldier, and the movie was that much better for it. So I doubt that anyone was ever like, oh, this nobody cares about this character in this movie will suck. But it does create a lot of obvious complications when you're like, well, she's not super. And, you know, Peter, our friend Peter, who's on the podcast every now and then, he came back from uh, Infinity War making a funny joke, but a uh, astute observation during the gigantic Wakandan battle in the third act. He said that he just felt like yelling out the screen, get out of there. You are so vulnerable. Yeah. <laughs> She's just a human in a leather catsuit. She doesn't cat have suit. a gun or anything. She's just hitting people with a club. You know, and, uh, and then in Black Widow, there's that scene where she suddenly starts blasting lasers out of her wrist. She has like, so many lasers. What have you been doing this entire franchise? Yep. Shoot people with that laser. Why did none of the other ones have lasers? I, it's the suicide again, lady did. I did like this movie, but... They all kind of jump at her one at a time to yep. give her to give her time to fight. Yeah, she's got she's got some awesome plot armor in this movie. <laughs> she does, and she's just shooting them with lasers. None of them are shooting her with lasers. Yeah, she's she pulls a full on Harry and Marvin Home Alone. She's like falling off of buildings, mm-hmm. getting hit by cars, uh, getting exploded out of a car, and she hitting a, like a iron bridge pillar and stuff. It's like she just gets up, oh, right? Oh, like Chris Farley, that's gonna leave a mark, you know. Yeah. <laughs> The uh, two things I did like about the movie, I thought Taskmaster Master, <laughs> <laughs> that was I, cool. That thing that was, was cool. cool. Yeah, and the story of Taskmaster was cool because why uh, can't you say it? I don't know. Taskmaster. Yep, there it is. Uh, if it's you go hard. back and watch the original Avengers movie where she's interrogating Loki, he says, "Can you wash the ledger clear?" And he can't. What about Drakeoff's daughter? He says it way back then. Hmm. Which is just, they put that in there and these writers figured it out, I'm sure. I wonder why Whedon wrote that into that. He was probably just like, was that like a comic Easter egg at the time or something? Uh, maybe he was just making up scenarios and they just went with it. Yeah, I guess it could have been anything, really. But Taskmaster was a cool character. That was a cool character, even though it looked like, uh, you know, somebody about to go do dirt, go dirt biking. Oh, yeah. They had to do <laughs> oh, yeah. Very, There's just uh, very the Weinstein so. characters like this will be creepy. <laughs> Put this mask on. Yeah, uh, and her sister was a cool character. She yeah. was. She was a show stealer. At first, I didn't know if it was going to work because they were leaning into the comedic angle and the really hyper thick and yeah. somewhat come and go accent that they were all doing. <laughs> it was like moose and the squirrel. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, she kept talking about the vest. Yeah, some of that vest stuff felt a little contrived, but you couldn't help but like it at the same time. Yeah. It's kind of funny. This this movie very much redeemed uh, that actress for me, Florence Pugh. After the disappointment of Midsummer. Yeah, and I'm not... She, I'm sure, is very good at her job, and I don't want to cast any personal... uh, I don't know what word I'm looking for, but... Man, I didn't like her in Midsommar, Midsommar at all. Uh, or Little Women. She was in Little Women. I didn't, I didn't see, see Little, Little Women. Women. Okay, well. We're so sexy. <laughs> We're too manly to have seen it. We're so hey, sexy. I went to watch Little Women at one point during the pandemic, and I couldn't find it on stream any streaming service. Here's what made me mad about Little Women. <laughs> sure. Uh, I didn't have any particular interest, but I wasn't necessarily like uh, adverse to ever seeing it ever in my life. And then I was talking to Josiah, who's on the show sometimes. 
And he's like, oh, you had not seen Little Women? You should really go see it. I was like, oh, kind of surprised. This didn't seem like a movie that Josiah DePauly would take personal interest in. It's like, oh, really? Okay. Well, what was so great about it? He's like, wait till you see that title card. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It's like, what? It was the cool. Well, hey, cool now I'm intrigued. Yeah. I'm going to look again to see if I can find it on a streaming He's service. He's not wrong about that part, right? It was a great, a truly remarkable title yeah, card. Yeah, it was like, I, I did not enjoy the movie so much, but at the title card part, I was like... Is it like cool. like the Alien movies when it comes one line at a time? <laughs> I wish. What if it's exactly that? <laughs> it takes forever. The, <laughs> the, the same one. soundtrack. <laughs> the actress just lay out in a yard and spell little women with their bodies like a cheerleader. Yeah, that's I great. Like that. Now, here's my second springboard. You ready for this? <laughs> a half hour later. Now, this can be where the conversation eventually winds down. But the second big problem is not, you know, that... We already know what happens to this character. There's no real tension, and the stakes end up being for naught. The second thing is, as much as I hate to say it, I don't mean to sound like you know a cynic and a curmudgeon about these movies, because like I said, much to the chagrin of Pistol Chris, we actually really like the Marvel movies, but it really feels as if the magic is gone. <gasps> from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. What I mean by that is not that, like, screw these things, I'll never go watch them. But there was a time for many years where a new Marvel movie, even one that was barely interesting in terms of its premise and lead, i.e. Uh, Doctor Strange. Yeah. Where yeah. it was kind of like, I guess, there was still a sense of, like, genuine excitement that's like yeah but this is the next part of the marvel story and it's we're cu- witnessing his cinematic history yeah it's a cinematic. shared cultural event it was exactly yeah big franchise movie it felt really fun to go participate in the big franchise movie see him in big theaters everyone was talking about him um and that was that was really special really fun they gave us somehow miraculously almost an entirely solid slate of excellent movies yeah there's yep. no truly awful movies. They just range from like okay to fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And most of them are on in the mar- you know, in the spectrum of like really good. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Yep. So that's an accomplishment. And they concluded it in a way that couldn't possibly have been more satisfying. Just immensely satisfying. Yeah. Yeah. They and did the impossible. Universal acclaim in the process, billions and billions of dollars. And then it feels like Marvel's telling us after they've achieved, like, the utmost. It's like, you know, how Seinfeld ended his show at the top because he said, you don't want to outstay your welcome. You want to leave them wanting more. It's like the, com- the comedian's premise. Uh, Marvel's like, but wait, there's even more, and it's going to get better. And it there feels it like we, we just can't possibly believe you guys that because so far you have not delivered on it's going to be even better. No, it's a bunch of weird shows, but uh, I don't know. Like the there are new characters and new types of movies are coming. Maybe there there's something planned that we don't know yet. Benefit of the doubt, you know. Like give them a chance. Yeah, I don't think that it'll necessarily be bad. It could be bad. It doesn't seem like it's setting itself up to be awful. But Marvel's obviously investing in like we're doing all this work, Force Awakens style to hand over batons to new leading characters. Like there's a whole show that moves the, you know, the uh, honorary title of Captain America onto Sam's character. 
And he's great. Isn't he so great? Yeah, of course he's great. Cool, cool. He's going to be your new Captain America. Okay, I guess that's fine. And it's like, you know, there's all this, this, Obviously, the Black Widow movie ended up setting up the Florence Pugh character. I don't even remember right. her it was name. A, it was just an ad for Disney Plus. At that Ye- point. Ye- yeah. Yelena or Yelena? An ad for some coming Hawkeye show that she's apparently going to be in or something. Like uh, She's your new Black Widow. Aren't you so excited about that? And and did you know that Wanda is still a character? She's still out there? Okay, she is. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And more and more you're going, yeah. But the magic of that first phase that led up through the first three phases, was that how many before? Yeah, because yeah, we're in phase yeah. four now. It in, it began with Iron Man. Iron Man was the glue to the whole thing. And then it had miracle after miracle of like, and we somehow love Captain America too, and we love Thor too. And then by the time you had that core, you could add on people that uh, are characters that the audiences could take or leave. Doctor Strange and Captain Marvel, like Ant Man and stuff, but they're like they add so much to it though. Yeah, it's like that's fine. We'll take them. They can have their own movie. It's cool to see them in there with everybody. Yeah, yeah. these new movies feel like they don't have their Iron Man. They don't have their no. Captain the, the first three phases is they they gave us a MacGuffin and switched it, and we didn't realize it. They gave us the MacGuffin of the idea of Avengers, and we followed that through till we got it, and then it turned into Thanos or the big bad guy. And we followed that all the way to Endgame. And now it's just kind of like, now we got a bunch of weird, quirky characters. Watch yeah. it go. But we're like, what, what's tying it together? Because you've taught yeah, that's us good that point. that's how we have to do it. That's a good yeah. point. Yeah, there's no big... Yeah, the, fir- the first few movies, it was all in the hopes that all the stingers were about like, ooh, there's another Avenger coming. Ooh, it's the hammer. Or, ooh, you know, whatever. They were... Like just like you said, setting up the idea that all these characters would come together in one movie, and that itself seemed like landmark stuff. That happened, and then it was like, oh my gosh, it's even bigger because not only did they all come together, but there's a threat that they all have to come together. And then every movie post Avengers became about setting the stage for how that threat was going to impose itself on the universe that they had created with freaking rocks and the glove and Thanos showing up and Guardians and crap like that. And it came to it just went. They did. They put everything into it and did it. And now it's like they we're going to do it again, but for what? So far, all we know is that Elaine is sneaking around being Elaine. Yeah. Y'all need Which to watch the. I'm the not. List. I enjoy seeing. Yeah, yeah. Well, we it, that's the thing is none of this Who is bad. Like seeing no, Julia Louis Dreyfus. You see her on the screen. You're like, oh yeah. Hey, quick sidebar. Uh, as this progresses and every actor becomes part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe eventually, yeah. who will the other characters from Seinfeld play? Uh, <laughs> that's a great question. Yeah, Kramer has to be far enough on the uh, other side of his cancellation. Oh, yeah, so we're ready for him to come He was back. one of the early cance- cancellations. He could be Newman could be the big bad. <laughs> Newman is the new villain. Yeah. Newman is going to play Mojo from the X-Men. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> yes. Whatever. It yeah. seems like uh, they must have a plan. So far, Kevin Feige has given us every indication that they're very good at long-term planning and patience, which has not been demonstrated by other franchises like Star Wars, who, for all their lack of planning and lack of patience, completely ran one of the world's most beloved properties into the ground, when if yep. they just would have freaking made a plan before they start said action... R.I.P. Exactly. Kevin Feige was like, 
no, man, what you got to do is you got to be thinking about movie number 10 and how it all fits together, you know, that kind of crap. So yeah. he must be planning something, but it's a little surprising so far that it hasn't been clearer. We got the impression from the second movie that came out. It's like, oh, everything's fitting together. Yeah, but you guys you know haven't I mean? watched all the shows yet either, have you? Oh, I have. Oh, yeah. Okay, well. I, I didn't watch Loki. I watched the first two shows. That unbearable garbage that was WandaVision and the uh, fine uh, and often fine and overall fine and often cool Falcon right. and Winter Falcon Soldier. Falcon Winter Soldier didn't stick to landing, so yeah, to speak. Yeah, not to turn this into a Loki review, but I enjoyed Loki and it gave me a small measure of interest, maybe hope in what they're doing, that hmm. maybe different things can happen. And uh, Yeah, Loki's the first taste of the, the next MacGuffin, if they're doing one. But it's those shows are also, they show us they're willing to just throw away whatever they're teasing us at. Yeah. Too. So you can't put any faith in that. Yeah, that's right, because the WandaVision not only was just uh, really, really bad, cheap-looking, <laughs> crappy, stupid show, uh... But it also was like, you won't believe what we're doing. Look at this freaking crap. Oh my god, it's the X-Men guy from the other Fox X-Men movies. Can you believe it? Oh my god, what does this mean? It's nothing. It doesn't mean anything. Joke. It was it a, was a joke. joke. Which it was an erection <laughs> joke. That's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> Surely someone out there made the trip to the movies to see Black Widow or paid the exorbitant extra fee to watch it at home. What did you guys think of Marvel's latest outing? Is the magic truly gone or are we falling victim to Tyler's cynicism? Tyler's ghost is haunting You Hate Movies Studios and his cynicism and skepticism and, you know, the eye-rolling reviews, the whole, eh, it's fine thing. Has it invaded us, finally permeated us, infected us? Let us know by leaving a comment on this episode at youhatemovies.com. While you're there, you might as well check out what's going on at patreon.com slash youhatemovies, where for just the price of, you know, a cup of coffee a month or something like that, you can get extra episodes, find out what we're watching, and of course, the moves. 